Welcome to the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast with psychologist Dr. Doreen Downing. Listen in as Doreen interviews people who felt they didn't have a voice or who suffered extreme speaking anxiety. You'll hear stories about how they struggled to speak up, what they did to find their authentic voice, and the confidence they now feel to speak up and make an impact. If you want to get started right away to find your voice, download Doreen's free 7-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. And now, here is Doreen. Hi, this is Dr. Doreen Downing, and I'm here today with the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast. And I have the extreme pleasure of being able to introduce guests from all over the world who have in some ways suffered from the ability or the lack of ability of having a voice where they felt like they could make an impact, stand up for who they are in certain situations, maybe say, hello, world, look at me. They hide or they somehow reduce who they are to make it in this world. So today I'll be able to introduce a wonderful new friend. And I'm going to say just a little bit about Laban. And his name is Laban Ditchburn to start with, but he conquered the full gamut of addictions from food and booze to sex, gambling, and drugs. And Laban now defines, because of those overcoming those addictions now defines transformation. He cured his own incurable autoimmune disease and soon realized that taking everything on face value wasn't always the best way forward. And when he repaired the body, he also healed his mind and his spirit. And Laban is also the author of the sensational Bet on You book series, a speaker, Dino Balls coach and host of the Become Your Own Superhero show, which I had the pleasure to be on just a few days ago. So I know that he has a lot to say, and I'd love being able to continue our conversation on my show today. Laban's burning passion is to inspire change to those that want it and are ready to take the first steps to do so. And today, I'll open up the platform for you to say hello, and I welcome you, Laban, to my uh, community. Well, Dr. Doreen, I graciously receive and accept your wonderful words, and I just want to say that what you are doing with the show that you've had out for a little while with your 20-plus episodes is creating a real wonderful butterfly effect of encouragement and positivity and enlightenment for people that also are looking to find something that's a bit a bit above and beyond the mundane and you are doing God's work. So congratulations and well done to you. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Let's start then with your awareness and sharing what it was. It's a little like unzipping and, and letting the world take a peek into what was it that happened that you felt like you didn't have a voice? So this is something that I've been thinking about the last few days in anticipation of this this podcast together with your doctor. And the really interesting thing is that I'm the son of a now retired radio announcer <laughs> and who has the, the record in New Zealand, my home birth country, uh, 
a national record of the highest rating drive time radio show in the history of the country with about a 51 share, which is 51% of the audience. Something that'll very unlikely to ever be repeated in the, in the modern format. And for many, many years, I assumed my voice was going to be the acting that I was doing, the stand-up comedy that I had attempted, uh, the self-deprecating humour that I used to use on myself. And I realised that although physically I had a voice, it was not the voice that I was put on this planet to project. And that's what I'm happy to share with you if you would like to know more information on that. (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, we'll be getting to the voice that you were put on this planet to project because that's part of the transformation. But before your transformation, I like what you said that there was some kind of comparison you must have been making and some kind of image that you were trying to live up to. And then this, I don't know how you thought self-deprecation was the way to get attention, but anything you want to say about that? Well, it all stemmed from validation seeking, which as part of my big transformation journey, the big the big aha moment for me was a conversation with a, a psychologist I had access to, and she spoke to me about the link between coping mechanisms and escapism behavior that children exhibit and develop as a result of growing up in a less than nurturing environment. And for me, it was nothing more innocuous than being a child of divorce and having a mum and a dad who were ill-equipped to esteem themselves in many ways, let alone their children. And so I learned a lot of really unhelpful behaviours. And my father, who's still around, I love dearly, was a people pleaser for for the majority of his life. And I witnessed that behaviour. And I thought that that's how I would get people to like me, by pleasing people. And as it turns out, well, as we all know, uh, it's a really quick way to live a pretty miserable life. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what I hear that you were modeling a certain kind of behavior, which a lot of children do, either they say, oh, I want to be like, and that's how I should be, or they do the opposite and say, I'm not going near that kind of behavior. The whole idea of self-deprecating, I mentioned it a second ago, and I'm curious about uh, using yourself as the object of what ridicule? Yeah, it, it's it's maybe from a cultural point of view. Certainly in the UK, in Australia, New Zealand, self-deprecating humour underpins a lot of the main comedy that exists, and it does exist in in the US and Canada and other parts of the Western world. But it's probably more prolific here. They have a real culture of what they call a tall poppy syndrome, and it's. Uh, it's basically discouraged for you to put yourself out there and to you know ordain yourself as being the best at something, and they try and chop you down at the knees. And so, as a result of the the threat of being chopped down at the knees, people demean themselves in in the form of comedy. And for me, although I used to find this stuff humorous a long time ago, now it's just cringeworthy. And one of the, the the most proud parts of my transformation, Doreen, is the removal of the negative self-talk. Words are so unbelievably powerful. And all I was doing with the self-deprecating humor was affirming these negative thoughts upon myself, thus perpetuating this continual loop of just dysfunction. And when I started to understand the mechanisms behind that and why that was so 
impactful in a negative way, I was like, damn, I need to change this up real quick. Uh, and then lo and behold, when I start treating myself like someone I really care about and start removing all of that negative self-talk, lo and behold, the only thing that's left is positive affirmation, encouragement, self-love. And then the beautiful side effect of self-love was allowing others to love me, including my darling fiance of three years. That's wonderful. Well, the whole idea of self-talk that's negative and then making people laugh, which is, yeah, I think that's partly what comedy is about. But I think that what you said earlier with me a few minutes ago was that you weren't put on this planet to be somebody who models uh, being mean to yourself and putting yourself down. And somehow you came out and said, this is not healthy for me. And I do know that some of, I just want to, before we move on, I, I do the addictions because a lot of people do have addictions, some of which you listed. Um, what were the addictions doing for you? What what purpose were they serving? Well, for the people just listening to this, I'm doing a metaphorical graph of me going down to the depths of hell <laughs> at, at what was quite slow to begin with and then sped up very quickly. And I realized at a moment of pure rock bottom six years ago, when I found myself sitting in my bed uh, with my laptop prized open, gambling on a horse race in a country that I wasn't in, spending money that wasn't mine, I knew that I had I was destined for much greater than what I was currently achieving. And it was in that moment that I asked for help and got access to that counsellor. And that started this, this journey of self-love and understanding that what I had gone through was not necessarily my fault, but it was my responsibility and no one was going to come and save me. I had to ride in on my own white horse. And that was very empowering for me at the time. And, and that put the brakes on that spiral of doom. And, you know, as a man in his mid-30s, I had no loving relationships. I hadn't achieved anything career-wise of any significance. You know, there's a lot of things missing from my life, and, and one of those was was my purpose. And the, off the back of all of that work is I finally figured out my reason for being on the planet, Doreen. It's that simply to be known as the most positively influential speaker on the planet. And I've just recently come to this hugely epiphanous moment where I – I have ordained myself as the best courage coach on the planet, and I'm willing to prove that to anyone. Yes, and I'm so glad you're here because people get to hear that, and what a way to trust that you know what you're talking about when you talk about courage and what you talk about when you're talking about transformation, moving out of terrible situations, bad relationships, uh, overweight and booze and alcohol and, well, booze and alcohol, same things, but drugs. In any ways in which we escape, it it seems like you're, you are totally trustworthy, that you know the path. And I would say that that's something that when I talk to people about overcoming public speaking fear, because I had that terrible stage fright, I did step towards my fear, and I was able to go through a transformational process. So your transformational process sounds like there was something like in that wake-up call in that mor mor morning, was it? You said you had your computer there, and you were gambling, and 
there it was, was like midnight. This- it was like midnight <laughs> on a Tuesday <laughs> night. I had three bottles of medium price Pinot Noir coursing its way through my veins, and uh-huh. and uh, and I was like, "This isn't good." This well, isn't that good. wake <laughs> up, knock knock, hello in there. That is so fabulous to hear that. That's you know, and listeners who are with us today, it, it, you know, like there is. A moment that comes it's a, a transformational moment i think where people you can mark it you can mark it says that was the beginning of my change process and you did something by reaching out to it sounds like a therapist who then what would you i'll just briefly say what was the moment with the therapist that you felt like this is yes this is my path it was literally when she spoke about the link between the coping mechanisms as a result of the dysfunction growing up. And I looked at my life from a very young man, before, long before cigarettes and alcohol came along, I used video games and, and TV and movies to just escape from the tyranny that was my life. You know, there was custody battles. Um, there was a lot of poverty, a lot of... Um, uh, a mindset, a, a, a scarcity mindset is the word I'm looking for, rather. And I copped a lot on the chin as a young man. And it's, ne- it's this isn't a woe is me story. This is just the reality of what happened. And people go through far worse. But trauma is really an individualistic thing. Yes. And uh, that moment in that office with her, it was just like, oh, my God, Father, I can figure this out. And because I, I need to understand how things work before I, you know, I'm on board with them with, with things that are important to me, you know. I don't need to know how electricity works. You know, I just kind of trust the science on that. But with healing, I was like, I can, I can reverse engineer this and I can, if I can figure this out, then I can heal. And that was the real powerful moment. I took back control. Mm-hmm. And it's a journey, isn't it? It's not just uh, overnight. You talk about electricity. It's not just switching the light on and saying hello. I'm, I'm different. Here I am, Laban, who is the best uh, empowerment, the best courageous coach in the world. It's more <laughs> that you uh, have to come to believe that inside of yourself very deeply, and it seems like little by little you must have uh, traveled on this inner path to find your purpose and let's talk more about that now just so that uh, that path was yes in some kind of uh, with a therapist what else I mean it sounds like you found a wonderful woman (laughs) well that that came that came years later it Ah. was really the the journey of discovery helped me identify some physical health issues that I had and for me, I had an incurable autoimmune disease. And I say incurable because that's what 20 different medical professionals affirmed over the 17 years that I would constantly go and find out whether there was alternate therapies. And for me, it was gastrointestinal reflux disorder. G-E-R-D is the acronym, capital G-E-R-D. And it's, it relates to a lot of the inflammatory bowel and stomach issues that are prolific in society. And I didn't know or understand the link between healing my gut and mental health and resilience and fortitude and courage. And and when I started to remove the things out of my life, and it's been five years since I've had a drink, it's six years since I've laid a bet, drugs is 
six years plus. And as I was eliminating more and more of these negative, toxic things out of my life, my body physically started to change shape and started to heal. And over the course of this time, I've transformed myself physically. I've lost 60 pounds of body fat and put on 30 pounds of muscle. And if I showed you what I used to look like, it's not even the same person. And and when my body started to heal, so did my mind, and I became way more connected spiritually. And I, you know, unblocked my pineal gland or something, and, and allowed the universe to to send me messages, which I was now able to receive. Um, I hadn't been able to whatever your whatever your beliefs on spirituality or frequencies or whatever. Like it's, to me, it's undeniable now. And if you'd asked me about this kind of thing two even two years ago, I'd have laughed in your face. But I've got now a connection with the universe that is just has filled me with a zero fear of any death b an unwavering confidence and and belief in what i'm in the direction that i'm going and what i'm doing and when you combine those together then and only then you can call yourself the best courage coach in the world yes yeah i i do see that you not only moved, I was going to say tackle, but it's also, it's not just tackling, it's it's moving through in a way that uh, you don't just block your and push yourself out into the world. It's like you grow an inner self that's been waiting for uh, the right resources, the right, <laughs> the right openness, the right support, the right nourishment, and you got it, you the universe gave it to you, and here you are in total belief of the power of yourself <laughs> and what's possible and powerful for other people. So talk a little bit more now about what you do, how you do bring this kind of belief to people, to your coaching, to your podcast, to your uh, Dino Balls coaching, and you've got a book coming out, Bet on You. So how does how does all of this translate into yes you can to the world? Well, that's a really really wonderful question to ask and and this is the part that I really love sharing. I mean, I love sharing all the rest of it, but this is the fun thing. It's only a relatively recent thing that I've I've been able to ascertain exactly what my superpower is, Doreen, and and it is this gift of courage. And courage is the first virtue of the Stoics. And, and and I didn't know that. And if you think about life, if you took away the ability to show any kind of courage at all, if you could somehow magically remove that that emotion or that feeling, you you really wouldn't be able to breathe. You wouldn't be able to do anything. And, and at a micro um, level, courage exists in everything that we do. And I simply want to be able to show people what I've been exposed to, I see every single day people that have this limiting belief on what they think they can do, how many people they think they can impact, or whether they're even good enough to get out of bed. And I think being able to lead by example, which is a really important virtue for me as well, there's a there's a, you know a number of people out there that uh, do as I say, not as I do. And I really don't ever want to come close to being anyone like that. I really want to be able to have walked in the shoes of anything that I'm talking about. And I know, and this is a real cliche, is that if I can do it, you can do it too. 
I didn't, I didn't finish high school. I failed high school. I never went to university. I don't have a college degree. I never took a creative writing course. I never, I don't have any qualifications. In fact, I've got one qualification of a personal training course that I paid $6,000 for. I did 13% of the course and decided it wasn't for me. And then they emailed me a certificate of completion, probably auto-generated, right? <laughs> so, yeah. so technically there is no formal qualification. I'm, I'm, not demeaning or diminishing who I am as a human being, but I understand now the power that I have within me. And I want to share that that knowledge with people that want help and that want to learn and want to get themselves out of the funk that they're in. Yeah, I like that you keep saying, and that's what I read earlier today, that people who want help and that they are ready. Now, there's a difference I know in working with people who want to overcome the fear of speaking, that they want to be confident, but, and, you know, they want to take a step, but I think in between the wanting and the taking this step is what you're talking about. That's where courage is, isn't it? Amen. And let's focus on the the public speaking fear side of things, given the, you know, how important this is and the topic that you share on this podcast. So people might be looking at me or listening to me saying, wow, this guy sounds really confident. He, you know, he's a born with a, you know, the golden gavel in his mouth. I've worked damn hard on this. I've spent six years grinding and I've empowered myself with the knowledge of over 500 nonfiction books, self-development books, books on how to communicate effectively, books on how to to become a strong masculine man, books on how to pick up women, books on how to sell, books on how to be empathetic, books on how to impact the world. Like, and, and what happens is when you take on as much of that knowledge, which I've been able to do at a much higher rate because my body's functioning well because I'm looking after it and putting the right fuel in it, it's, it's now sort of crescendoing into this supernova of confidence. And something that really struck me the other day, Doreen, was someone posted on LinkedIn, they were talking about bucket lists. And this person was a 20-year speaker, very accomplished. And they put on there, I want to speak at a Tony Robbins conference. And I wrote in my notes in my iPhone here, I wrote, I want Tony Robbins to have me on his bucket list. Yes, yes. And the tapping into that inner strength. I mean, that doesn't come from wanting to look good out in the world. It's you coming from a place of knowing. And so back to courage and thinking about, well, how do we, you and I, as we speak here, listen, people are listening, how do we inspire their courage? So my first question to anyone would be, asking them how their life is going. And if it's not going that great, then I'll just say, how's that working out for you? And then and then we can explore just, you know, maybe gently to begin with, because I realize my energy can be quite intense for people that are not used to it. And that's okay. But it's that simple. It's like a few questions to them about what is important to them. What is it that you're really good at that other people find really tough? Or what do you find effortless that other people find really challenging is a great question to ask. And then, you know, once they've had to think about that, like what do people come and ask you for advice for or advice on? And then they can go, oh, you know what, I'm a really good listener and I'm really good at solving problems. And then the third, the third thing is what sets your soul on fire? 
it might not be being the world's greatest courage coach or, you know, the most positively influential speaker. It might be working as a nurse. It might be working as a dental assistant or a garbage man, but, like, just the impact that you want to have on the world and allowing yourself to imagine what your life would be like if you had the kind of bravery that I'm talking about, the bravery to pick up the phone and, and call the CEO of the company that you want to work for and, and ask that CEO and say, Mr. CEO, my name is Laban and I'm the best nurse. I'm the best nurse in North America. And the reason I'm calling is you need to hire me because I'm going to transform that ward. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, and people might be cringing, at, you know, hearing this. But I tell you, there's something energetic about having that kind of courage and you can use it to achieve anything you want in the world. And that's the beauty of this. You can get away with blue murder having this kind of courage in a good way. Well, let's before we end our time together, I want to have you suggest a couple of, I mean, you've already done it in terms of the questions people might be able to begin to ask themselves. I think that's the first step you're saying, you know, like, Look at yourself and add, look inward. Look at your who you are and what you want and what you're already good at. But before we end today, can you can you offer one simple question that has them go, "Yes, I can be courageous." I don't, I don't know if I can give you a question, but but what I can uh-huh. share, I think, will be equally helpful, and it is to make a decision today to remove. All negative self-talk out of your vocabulary now. Never, ever say a negative thing about yourself. And when you do that, you watch the world around you change and the people that you attract in your life and you will start believing that you can achieve the most wondrous things. Oh, I love it. I love that you didn't say just take one negative thought and eliminate it today, tomorrow, eliminate another negative thought, which is for people who want to do little baby steps. That's fine. But I love that this is partly what your message is, is just go for it. Just go for what you want. And that would be eliminating the negativity in your mind. And what's possible is what you just said, what's possible is really the fullness of self gets to blossom. I mean, you didn't say it that way, but that's how I, I'm interpreting it. Okay, <laughs> we well, I keep saying one more word because I keep wanting to hear more, <laughs> but how about this being the last word you want to tell the audience? <laughs> you are, we are one in multiple hundred million chances of being even on this planet. The likelihood of Doreen and I having this conversation right now is in the multiple of trillion numbers I can't even quantify. Do you think that's an accident? And if you think maybe it's not an accident, what kind of life do you want to live knowing that there's a higher being out there that's got some good stuff in store for you if you just open up your mind and receive it? I can say an absolute wonderful positive yes Thank you, Laban, for our conversation and for the inspiration that you've brought to my my listeners, my community. And I'm excited to hear back from them about the positive impact, the powerful impact that you've had on them today. Thank you. Love you, Doreen. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for being with us today for this episode of Find Your Voice, Change Your Life. 
Each person during interviews shares what has helped them find their voice. You can learn from these guests and find your voice so you can be confident to speak up and speak out. And remember to download Doreen's free 7-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll return next time. Until then, goodbye for now.